I had taken a couple travel courses in the past, travel writing courses, and I finished those and just still felt very in the dark about how things all worked. So I was hoping that this one was going to sort of change all that and and bring some clarity to, to the process. Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Far Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Kimberly Werner, a Yorkshire, England-based abstract artist, photographer, published writer, and our very own Genius Women community member. Kim joined our Storytellers in Action class earlier this year, and in today's episode, we uncover some of the transformations she went through since taking our class, including sending out 25 pitches into the world and getting three of them accepted. I enjoyed speaking to Kim so much. She shares a lot of the fears and hesitations many of us face on this path. But she also shares her wonderful accomplishments like gaining a sense of confidence, a new community of women on this path, and of course, getting published and seeing her work out there in the world. And here's a little treat just for you, our dear podcast listeners. Our Storytellers in Action class officially opens for enrollment this Friday, November 26th. But because you're listening to our podcast, I'm going to share with you the link to our class enrollment page already today. Here it is, geniuswomen.com slash class. And here's why you might not want to wait until Friday to enroll if you're considering joining us. We are giving the first 10 people who join our class this fall a ticket to our December workshop inside the circle with a seasoned travel media editor who has worked with publications like Condé Nast Traveler, Afar Magazine, Bon Appetit, and more. If you want to hear straight from the editor on what they look for when working with freelancers, and if you want to be able to ask them your questions, go to geniuswomen.com class to enroll in our class. You can already do that today. Doors open on Friday for everyone else, so you have a little bit of extra time to enroll and hopefully be one of the first 10 people who join us and get access to the special workshop. I hope to see you inside. All right, now on to this episode with Kim. Kimberly Werner is an American expat, freelance abstract artist, photographer, and writer based in England for the past 12 years. And she took our Storytellers in Action Masterclass earlier this year. And since then, she's been a very active and very supportive member of our Circle membership community. And I'm so glad to have you, Kim, as part of our community and everything that we're doing with Genius women. And I'm so happy that you're here on the podcast today as well. So welcome. Thank you. Amazing. So, you know, when you shared your bio with me in preparation for today, and I saw that you called yourself a photographer and writer, in addition to being an artist, I was like, yes, I love it. I love it. So (laughs) tell me, when did you start calling yourself uh, those things? Well, artist about 
maybe two or three years ago. Um, I had been painting for probably about six years. And yeah, it just didn't feel like the right label at the time. But, but that one came earlier. And then I've always been a photographer. I just enjoy taking pictures of my paintings, of nature. I enjoy macro photography. And so that was just kind of a natural one. And it was the writer one that that really took a while. <laughs> but and to be honest, I'm still kind of just trying it on. But I am getting published. So it's, you know, it's becoming a little more <laughs> solidified. <laughs> yes, I love it. And, and and this this all deposits into that bucket, even, even things like putting it in your bio, that deposits into that bucket of, hey, I'm a writer, reinforcing that idea for yourself, right? Because we had a very interesting conversation about this um, with Ashley Halligan, who is an editor at Pilgrim Magazine, founder and editor. And we were talking about this idea how we have very strong narratives in our heads that tell us how you are allowed or not allowed to call yourself. Like what needs to happen to you in order for you to call yourself a writer, right? You need to be published. You need to have accolades. You need to produce huge body of work. And I just find it so fascinating that that's the narratives that we have. And I'm actually here to change some of those narratives and say, no, you are a writer because you like to put words on page. And that's the only definition that you, you, you need, really, you know, that is. But I, I loved seeing that. I loved seeing that in your bio. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fears that so many of us have when we are on this path, because oftentimes, you know, and, and related to the narratives idea that I was just talking about, oftentimes we can be our really our worst enemies. And a lot of people that I talk to who are interested in this path, they have these sort of ideas of, you know, it's too late for me, or I don't know enough about this industry, or I don't know the right people, or, you know, I've got nothing to say, or who am I to do this work? Like, Talk us through a little bit through your some of your aspirations and some of the fears that you had when you were thinking about this path. Well, um, I did definitely go through that. And, and every so often they still pop up. I think my biggest one was that I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't, like you said, I did, I do enjoy writing, but I just didn't, I didn't know how to break in to the industry. I didn't know how to write a pitch. I didn't know who to contact or how to even look for who to contact. And so, yeah, it, at the time that I was thinking about taking the course, it was just, it did feel really overwhelming. It felt like there's just too much research that I needed to do. And so it kind of got set aside while I focused on other things. But then reading the description of your course, I was thinking, well, maybe this is, you know, maybe I'll be able to find out those things. And then, yeah, and then joined up. So, so yeah, I did go through, like, I, I'm definitely an optimist in the sense that I, I never think it's too late. But, <laughs> and I think part of just being part of the art world has shown me that as well. There's a lot of people that have, you know, not not become successful until much later in life. But yeah, I think my biggest one was just that I didn't I didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't know how to break in and I didn't understand a lot of the the verbiage and just how it all worked. Yeah, this this industry can be so overwhelming like you said because a lot of the mentality is still sort of this exclusive of some special people that get to do this, you know? And it always was so interesting to me that that was the case that it wasn't really straightforward and 
now I'm starting to see, you know, more and more publications are putting their guidelines online and you can find more information online. People are more open about sharing, but yeah, it's still a, a very overwhelming place for somebody who, you know, is not part of that industry. So that was definitely my motivation with creating the classes. Like, okay, let's start putting some of that stuff out there, right? Um, so what were you hoping to accomplish with the class? Well, I had taken a couple travel courses in the past, travel writing courses, and I finished those and just still felt very in the dark about how things all worked. So I was hoping that this one was going to sort of change all that and, and bring some clarity to, to the process. Um, I'm really good with like step-by-step -step guides. I, I work very well with those. And so once I was taking the class and, and noticed that you were kind of, you know, offered that sort of guidance as well, I thought, God, this is it. So how was, so interesting. So how was, how was our class different from those other ones where you didn't get some of that clarity that you're talking about? Or like, what was different about it? Yeah, well, I think both of them sort of jumped in assuming that you, you understood the industry. And jumped in kind of, mm. you know, talking about, oh, well, oh, you just have to write, they call it a query letter. I don't even know what that is, you know, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to write that. So there was no, there was just a lot of assumptions, I think, a lot of assumptions made that you kind of already knew what you were doing. Um, whereas your class, you started off with, kind of unexpectedly, but you started off with the whole mindset module, which just... <laughs> I thought at first going into it, I was, you know, it was a little like, okay, you know, but it just, it was perfect. It really kind of set the tone for the rest of the, for the rest of the class and, and made us, made us think about our, our why and our, and, and like you said, the own, like our own limitations that we, we put on ourselves that we just need to kind of let go. Yeah. Yeah. And we do explain in the class what a query letter is, although we call it differently because for us, it's really a pitch, a pitch, uh, which can be, you know, they're called interchangeably. But yeah, we do explain those terms. And I like that you said that because, yeah, I really don't assume that people already know some of the stuff, right? I approach it from the point of, okay, if you don't, you're not already part of the industry, how would you start making inroads in there? So you need to know some basic things, you know, that that will be helpful for you. And in terms of the mindset, yeah, you know, mindset is a word that now is so overused. Everybody uses it everywhere. And I think when people hear it, they get skeptical also about, you know, what it's all about. But for me, because this was part of my own story and my own transformation, until I really created that vision for myself and started believing myself that you know I can do this work this work is for me not much has happened you know so I think it's a really important foundation for any kind of creative work for us to ask some of those questions and get some of that clarity from ourselves right because no one else will be able to tell you you know this is the next step you should take if you don't know what is the vision that you're trying to get towards like what are you trying to achieve um, I think it's really important to ask some of those questions so I'm glad that you appreciated that albeit hesitantly perhaps <laughs> that's uh, that's really good so speaking of hesitantly what were some of the hesitations that you had in joining the class like when you were considering that you know this is enrolling uh, what, what were some of the things that you were thinking about that, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it now? Well, part of it, I suppose, was, is it, will it turn out just like the other ones? And 
one of them, part of it was time, making sure I had enough of that to dedicate to the, um, to each module and really, really, you know, looking, really diving into it, I guess, and not just sort of skimming through. And, and I suppose, yeah, I was just kind of wondering if, if I could do it. (laughs) But I think, I think the class definitely helped that. If you could do it, meaning if you could go through the material or if you could take what we'll teach in the material in the class and apply it and actually get some things out of it. Taking um, what we learned and applying it and continuing with it, I think, which is part of the reason I joined the circle afterwards was because I needed that sort of support and, you know, push to keep on keep on going with it. Yeah, and, and it's so funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's it's so interesting that these are the things that come up again and again when I sp- speak to people. It's, you know, people are worried that they don't have enough time to actually sit down and go through the course, but then also to stay with the practices that we talk about, to stay with pitching and to make this a priority in their lives. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to making this a priority and carving out time in your days that will, you know, this will be part of your week and having hesitations around, will I actually be able to do something with it? You know, will will I be able to continue and apply some of these things? And the good news, you know, for people who are listening to our episode today and maybe considering the classes that we actually have dedicated workshops that address those things as well. So if you're worried about not having enough time, I have a workshop that talks about how you can, you know, what you can do to start actually carving some time in your week and some strategies around that. If you're, if you're worried that you might not be able to, uh, to go on or, you know, will I be able to do something with it? I have a workshop around that as well. So, you know, it's very interesting that these are very common themes and we definitely have some suggested practices and strategies to, to deal with those as well. So awesome. Okay, so tell me um, now, you know, and, and I really appreciated this about you, Kim. You were like one of the most amazing students because you do take the content and the material so seriously. And as a teacher, for me, this is a gift, right? Because I put out that thing, I put out all that uh, knowledge and all that stuff into the class. But the, the power really comes from a student being able to take it and make it their own. And... From the first interaction I had with you when we had our one-on-one call, I think, I I immediately noticed how seriously you were treating or like you were treating it with respect that I guess any class deserves, right? And I I just loved seeing that about you because that's where, that's really where the power comes. You know, if you're able to, and you know, a lot of times, and speaking from experience, you know, you sign up for the class and then you never open it kind of thing. You know, that has happened before as well, uh, for sure. But I just loved seeing how you approached, you know, diligently going through the material. And I see the results in you. I see how how you've changed uh, since that time. And it's wonderful to see. So the question I have is, what were some of the elements of the class that were the most impact for you? Hmm. Well, I think, first of all, the mindset module, I really, I did really enjoy in the end. <laughs> and, and I think because it... Because it was not what I was expecting. And it sort of, I think that helped things because it kind of, it puts you a little bit off 
not off kilter, but, but you know what I mean? It's sort of like, Hey, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that, but Hey, it's, it's okay. It's gonna, you know, it's, it makes sense. And it, and then I think the things that helped me the most are the more kind of the, the, I loved having an actual pitch template and learning how to just break it down into these separate sections. And I loved having the, the resources of all the different, of how to find a publication and even breaking that down further into your starter, your medium, and your aspirational publications, how to search those publications for if they might have written an article similar to yours before. And even some of the, the newsletters that put out like just lists of editor requests. And yeah, so I think the actual kind of hands-on um, information really, really was good. And I really got a lot out of that. It was interesting that the writing, the actual physical writing kind of took a bit of a backseat during the class. And it was, I think you already kind of had confidence in us that we, we knew how to write. And so it was just kind of learning the steps to get there to actually put your writing out was, was really good. So you were saying that the practical hands-on appro- approach was really useful I love to hear that because, you know, for me, the goal was in that class for our students to really come out at the end of it with a pitch that they can go ahead and send out a fully developed, fully formed pitch. And I wanted to know, how did it feel for you to be able to develop that uh, skill of pitching and to say, you know, now I can go ahead and pitch those publications? Because I know you mentioned somewhere that you've never done that before. So how how did that feel for you to be able to do that? What was incredible? I... I think having that that little template that I can refer back to if I'm just feeling like something's not clicking within the within the pitch I can remind myself okay break it down <laughs> into you know all these sections and and then it just helps helps things flow a lot better um I think the practical side of the course helped to you know earlier I was saying about it was it felt very overwhelming to have to research all of that myself as you gave each practical step it was like just ticking all of these questions that I had you know thought about researching that that felt overwhelming so it was just kind of all of this was just melting away that you know and uh, feeling a lot more confident in in actually putting something together I love that actually that's a great insight because you know it's funny I think of confidence a way to or like a change in which in how you see yourself and to say that you know I'm worth it or I'm I'm able to do this but you're actually giving me a, a slightly different take on it which is confidence comes from getting answers to a lot of these overwhelming questions that you have about about this path and wow I love that thank you I, I appreciate that because yeah that's that's a great insight for me too on on how you know because I, I always think about okay even like what what we can do inside the circle, what workshops to do next, etc. So that's a that's a really it's a really great insight. I appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the results or some of the things that you've been able to do since uh, joining the class and later becoming our circle member. I know that you've been pitching. You've been pitching publications. I know that you've been discussing and exchanging ideas and angles with people from Atlas Obscura, from you know other publications as well. So t- tell me a little bit about that. Like how how does that feel now? Now that you're you know you you've been out of the class for a while and and you're in our membership. 
Well, it's, I think I, I do have a lot more confidence. I was checking the, um, one of the resources that you gave us was, well, it was a spreadsheet on how to track your pitches and ideas. And, you know, and I took that and sort of added my own little tweaks here and there of, you know, what I needed to remember or know. And before we um, came on here, I went and looked at that. And so far, pitched 25 pitches and got accepted for three. <laughs> it's just like, what? So yeah, it's. Inc- I didn't think it was that high <laughs> of the amounts that I had sent out. But yeah, it was really, really encouraging. And, and I figure if I can do that since I took the class in April, May-ish, about six months. Gosh, yeah, definitely encouraging. That's so amazing, Kim. I, I didn't know that. That's, you didn't share that with me. That, that was the, that's awesome. That's really cool. And what are some of those places that you got accepted in? If you can share. I mean, I know sometimes, you know, they sort of place an embargo on it until it's published. But if you can share with us. <laughs> well, the one that's definitely out there already, it was an online kind of a design artist group called Talent House. And I did an article about an artist does during the day and how much they get paid and how many side hustles they need to kind of make everything (laughs) work. Um, The second one was about, or it was in a magazine called Like the Wind, and it's a print publication. It's about running and um, (laughs) it's supposed to come out this month. So I'm, and they said they would send me a copy. Um, So when they do, I'll be taking pictures of it. But it was about how my running influences my artwork, which was a totally different angle than what I actually pitched to them. And then the third one is, it was for like a tourism website here in the UK that loved to visit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've I've just submitted my invoice for that. So it hasn't actually been published yet. But once it does, I'll put it on, put it on my website. So, yeah, I have a couple more I'm still kind of following up with and, you know, but um, very exciting. Amazing. That's, uh, I love, I love to hear stories like that. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you for sharing. And I know that you also recently attended a travel conference. Well, well, actually, I didn't quite attend it yet because I, I signed up for the virtual one, the virtual version. And so that was happening yesterday and today. So that's kind of my plans after, after we get off is going, going into the virtual. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, I've been following along with um, Hannah and, and Charlotte, though. Charlotte. So there's this idea out there, and I'm definitely guilty of it as well. And I know a lot of other women who feel this way, too, that says, you know, in order for me to be successful, I need to figure this out on my own. Like, I need to, I need to be able to know how to do this on my own or figure this out on my own. And if I can't figure this out on my own, that means that it's really not for me. And so we sort of shut ourselves out before we ever give ourselves any chance of success because we have this idea that somehow we have to be able to do this on, on our own. And we don't look for sort of communities or for support along the way. So I'm curious, how did the experience of, you know, taking the class and being in community with, with me and with all these other women, how did that impact you? Well, I think it's a huge positive result, <laughs> to be honest, because I'm usually... Like in other classes that I've taken, just in general, like art classes or things like that, I'm, I'm always kind of the observer. And I like to just sort of absorb all the information first. And then if I, if I really have a question or really want to say something, it takes me a long time to kind of put together that question or that comment and actually put it in the, you know, out there. And joining these group or your class and also the circle the other women that are in there, and including yourself, are so supportive and so just welcoming and friendly. And, you know, it's just kind of like we've known each other for years and we can just chit chat about 
things and and it's yeah it's it's giving me a lot of bravery to to just put myself out there and ask questions and and even when I was trying to like trying to ask for support on my pitch challenge last month you know I was trying I'm definitely checking in with people and so it just felt a lot more friendly and so yeah it's, it's definitely been a good a good step I love that and I, I think you know, again, community is one of those words that is also overused and people sort of gloss over it now when they hear it. And I think people definitely don't join things for the community. Like they're looking for some more, I guess, tangible outcomes or tangible results. But I think community is actually what makes it so powerful because we see other women who are doing things that we want to be doing or who are having the same challenges we're having. And I don't know, it's, it's, so I think it's so powerful when you when you're part of that and I feel like you you expand your definition of what is possible for you when you're part of that as well you know I think since we all come from such different backgrounds and we all have kind of our own little vision of what what success is going to mean for us yeah and just seeing other people succeed and or get you know get knocked back a little bit but then everyone kind of jumps in and and (laughs) says how how great you know they are anyway and just to ignore it and move on and yeah it's just it's really really nice yeah I love that I love that so what are you doing differently now than before you took the class well, I'm making time for everything that I want to do, basically. And what a way that helps me work is I have kind of a little timer, an online timer, set it for an hour, and I block out that hour and work on, you know, what whatever I need to work on. And then once that hour's up, I can either decide to reset it for another hour or change, you know, into something you know else that I needed to do. So yeah, I'm definitely breaking out breaking out time to to work on things. And, and also, I think just being a little more relaxed, I guess, about things in the sense of within that hour block, if I don't get my pitch completely finished, that's okay, you know, and I, and I, I can pick it up again, another time, or if I don't get all the painting I wanted to get done on my artwork, that's okay, and I'll, you know, pick it up again. It's definitely helped me to kind of know that I have the time there and, and making it, but also just knowing that, that I have a choice to change it, I suppose, if I if I need to. So yeah. And you're pitching again, like, let's just say that you've pitched to 25 different publications in this time. Wow, that's incredible. Um, speaking of pitching, I, I wanted to just cover a little bit rejections as part of that, right? Because rejections and getting a rejection is such a big part of the fears that we have around this career path that I I know that a lot of times that's what prevents a lot of us from pitching even because we're afraid to get that rejection. And just before we got on the call and we started recording, you were telling me so nonchalantly, oh yeah, I just got a rejection from a far magazine and I almost dropped from my chair because look at how, how you're reacting to it now. It's not the end of the world. It's not the strategy. It doesn't mean that your pitch wasn't good it doesn't mean that you are no good it doesn't mean that you're not cut out for this career none of these things right you you took it so a matter of factly and it was amazing for me to see that because that's exactly what I want you guys like when you when you go through the class and when you are in the membership that's what I want that's that's the state I want you to get at right rejection is just part of the process take it take the feedback move on 
So tell me a little bit more about rejections and how you deal with those now. Um, well, I think I had a bit of practice with that going into it from my artwork and entering um, exhibitions and, you know, getting rejected. And so, you know, a little bit of the tough skin was building up. But since this was so new and since it was so, I've never done it before. And it, you do feel really vulnerable um, when you get your either your first actual rejection or your just no response at all, which, yeah, just it feels it feels personal at first. And then I think what just sort of tipped me over the edge was when we did the, yeah, we were working on the pitch challenge and it was kind of like I was, I was working so hard on getting these pitches out that, and following up when no one responded, it was just like, well, okay, boom, off to the next one. And, you know, and it was just this like sort of little, and I think that just made me like, yeah, I, I, I think something just switched in my head that I thought, okay, you know, that's, that's like you said. And also I think during both in the class and in the circle, you're always telling us like all of the other things that editors are doing or have to do and that your pitch might just be one little thing that, you know, either they had to run to a meeting or they had to, you know, or they have to wait for a meeting of other editors, but it's always been kind of reinforced that it's not us and it's not our pitch and it's it's usually down to something we can't even control so there's no point in uh, wasting time worrying about it oh yes i love that yes exactly exactly i love that oh i'm so glad you're taking all this to heart because and and it shows right it shows in your results it shows in your outlook and that's that's exactly where i want people to be when they you know come across our community so that's that's beautiful so what would you what would you say to someone who is perhaps interested to get their stories published and take some of these steps but is not sure what to do next? What should you tell them? What would you tell them? Well, I, I, I mean, obviously, I would definitely tell them to take the course, but also just to keep an open mind and be ready for be ready for the course to go in a different direction than you necess- you know than you may have thought and be. And yeah, I suppose there were just so many things that I appreciated about about the the course and the way you set it up, and that I think someone would definitely benefit, even if they weren't necessarily interested in in travel writing. It was it was a good, just a good course on putting yourself out there and and joining a community and just kind of building your confidence and bravery in general. So in pursuing whatever it is that you want to pursue, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And, and and of course, the wrapper of the course is travel journalism. And I'm sharing, you know, in later modules, I share a lot about the industry and how it works and how to, you know, look for magazines, analyze magazines and pitching and all of that. But yeah, I mean, the this idea of putting yourself out there and going after whatever it is that you want and persisting with it too you know like staying with it not dropping it after one or two failures because you'll never get anywhere that way yeah these are the lessons that i think humans need in general it's not just about travel journalism so yeah i appreciate that i appreciate that oh amazing kim well thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us and your experiences with the class and some of your things that you've learned and you've been able to apply i'm really so uh, like i mentioned at the beginning i'm so happy that you're part of our community you're you're a wonderful member of our community you're very supportive and uh you give back as much as you take which is also an important part of being in the community right it, it only works when when people give 
give back some of that support to each other as well. And I wish you luck on all of your upcoming pitches. And I can't wait to see the one that's going to be in print this month. That's so exciting to see your work in, you know, there is no feeling, at least for me, there is no other feeling that can compare with seeing what you've created, your words, your imagery in the actual real like printed magazine that's just so exciting so i'm very excited for you yeah thank you well thank you for coming today on our show and i will see you inside the circle thank you Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I hope you found this episode with Kim useful to you. And if you need a plan to kickstart your travel storytelling career, join us in the Storytellers in Action class. We are enrolling right now. Storytellers in Action gives you all the systems and the knowledge you need to get a footing in the travel media industry. But that's not even what makes this class so powerful. We provide the inspiration and the encouragement for you to look at what you can accomplish with your dreams in a bigger, bolder, and more spacious way. If you've been looking for a sign to take action, this is it. So don't wait. Go to GeniusWomen.com slash class and join us today. And don't forget, the first 10 people to join us this fall will get access to our December workshop with a seasoned travel media editor. Go to GeniusWomen.com slash class to join us today.